0: their goal is to bring you a podcast that sounds more like everyone else than anyone else we need to accept the fact that we are like every other podcast we want to be special but we're not quite there yet it's the Zenial odyssey podcast with remy and bobby rocks right. So yeah, I had uh, I had my second interview this week. Nice. How'd that go? Uh, they took me on a tour of a day program. I got to meet one of the individuals. I thought it was a staff. They were very high functioning. Oh, wow. And I said, oh yeah, hi, I'm here for the interview. And they were like, oh, you want to go to that door over there and uh, someone will be with you. And I said, oh, thank you very much. And then when they took me on the tour and they're like, oh, this is one of our individuals. That's funny. And I went, didn't even know. It was somebody. Um, somebody was doing a Saying Se- no, I wanted to say seance. They weren't. <laughs> like no. What? no, there was no there was nobody on the autism spectrum summoning the Dark Lord or Black now Magic. No, that's a shame. They were uh meditating. They yeah. were meditating in a room. It was it was it was good. It just uh overall, like I told you on the write up here, it wasn't for me. Uh so just keep looking, keep plugging away. Yeah. I debuted that curriculum this week. Uh got some really good feedback. People wanted copies of it. Give people a little backstory on okay, that. Okay, so at my current job, I work with individuals who have certain... Okay. So basically, I wrote a curriculum for direct care professional staff, for clinical staff, for guardians and parents, and any other ancillary team members to work with yeah. individuals because this it's a it, it's very
1: unique. unique sect of the population yeah i it, worked for a little bit um it's very unique and there's really not met. a lot
0: not yeah you, that's where we met yeah that's and um
1: you know i will say it's it's it takes a lot but how was um so how was the curriculum
0: received honestly i mean i imagine that's half the battle did people seem receptive to it and yeah nice, yeah pe- nice. people really liked it and i gave it to uh somebody that works for the because they, I do work with them, and and they're a part of the team, and they asked if uh, they could share that copy with their supervisors, and I put my watermarks in Man. every document and in every PowerPoint, because I was like, this is mine. Yeah. No one's stealing my shit. That's a good call, though. And, uh, yeah, we're just taking it from there. But other than that, uh, yeah, I'm just still plugging away at the place, and if something comes along, it comes along, and if it doesn't, I'll just keep plugging away, and luckily we have this lovely podcast that I can just really have cathartic moments like we did um, when we had my friend Jason on.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, a hundred percent. I, and where you're at, you know, you're transitioning. I think that there are a lot of people doing that right now. I myself am in the same position where like, I'm a writer, but what people need to understand is you're never good with what you have as a writer. Like, cool. Maybe you have a client or two and you're writing fairly consistently. It's the same reason that actors for film have started being the starring points of television shows. Mm-hmm. Because with a television show, guess what? Contractually, you might have two years of work, two years of pay. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I've been trying to pick up new clients this year, and it's been an interesting year for people because there are a lot of people who don't necessarily have money to do, like you said, almost extra stuff. Like So so it's interesting, but I hear you. The struggle's there, man. I've, I've been kind of going through the same thing, and it's frustrating, but um, you find the little things in your daily life that sort of are affirmations so you don't get caught up
0: in the in the annoyance of the current situation at least
1: that that's what it is for me like
0: that's what it, that that ultimately that's what it <clears throat> excuse me that's what it is for me as well yeah because if uh, if we we record on the weekend mm-hmm. and even when we're not recording the first thing i usually do when i get home from work is i'm i'm putting what we are prior recording i'm i'm putting that into my computer and i'm i'm editing it i'm getting it ready for just sending it out there to the world yeah and and
1: it's been like you said
0: it's been therapeutic for you huh yeah yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely it's it's my it is my go to when i want to just calm down and
1: it's it's i mean what i like about this and you know i'm still
0: very grateful i'm involved is You know, we get to
1: unpack our weeks. We get to talk, whether or not people are listening. We get to talk, and um. But I think on top of that, it's it is a really great way to um sort of divert passion from anxiety. Yeah. In other words, because I because I can have moments where I'm like everything's fucked, and then I'm like, okay, what should we talk about? What (laughs) what should we what should we what do I want to touch on this week? And what will Bob be open to, or what's Bob gonna pitch to me? And it's like it's been an abs. It's almost like in an open world video game, you have the main quests. And then you have the side quests. And in some games, you know, the side quests, they're optional, so people miss them, mm-hmm. but they're way better than the main quests. And I, I, I yep. look at what we're doing now is, you know, it's a side quest. We both love to eventually divert to main main
0: quest, but it's a side quest that keeps us both sane. <laughs> so I figure the, um, the main topic we can have for this episode today is that we can talk about We can talk more specifically about um, seasonal depression. We can talk about the changing of the season. So for anyone not in the greater New England area today, it is November 5th, 2022, and it's like 72 degrees out.
1: And we've had like 40 degree days.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's again, it's that schizophrenic New Mm -hmm. England weather. We had uh, our mornings this, this week, our mornings were in the upper 30s. Yeah, so last night, you know... Everyone
1: who's, who's normal goes to bed in a way that's wrapped and warm to combat the 35 degrees. And then you wake up today and it's... Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. You're wrapped up and you're all sweaty. And it's I'm like, literally
0: a pig in a blanket <laughs> nice. when I wake up because it is 72 degrees out. I mean, it's beautiful weather. And then on top of that... I have three what, blankets on. And what, what are we faced with Tomorrow. On Sunday, uh, bro. Yeah, daylight savings.
1: Daylight The sa- yeah. Daylight saving. So
0: even though we have beautiful weather here at our latitude, which I, I know it's like this across the country, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not minimizing that. But for us here, where we ha- our weather is just depending on the day or the time is all over the place. I mean, today is beautiful, but the sun is still going to set at five thirty in the afternoon and tomorrow it's going to set at 4 30 yeah it, it, you know and we're listen
1: we're just talking about stuff every it, you know everybody's deal dealt with this their whole life but it's like every fuck have you ever heard anybody be like Oh cool. We're we're fucking we're doing daylight savings, but we're doing the one that's depressing. We're doing the more depressing of the two. No, it's no. it's always like uh and then there are the people who have to work there. There's the whole work and third thing. It's a curse for those people. And yes, they get to balance out when it's switched back. But man, my heart goes out to those people.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I've for been people, those people for people who don't know, most of the jobs that uh, we have worked in the field overnight staff work 10 hour shifts. So tomorrow they're working nine essentially because we're going an hour back. no, doesn't. It- oh no, they yeah. get the They get the 11 hour shift when we spring forward. Yeah, you're yeah. right. This is yeah. me over
1: here with a piece of math paper. So they're getting
0: that kudos. Cause again, uh, very few of a, I mean, yeah, unless you have a clock in your kitchen on your uh, stove or whatever. I mean, we all have our phones, we all have smartwatches and these things just update themselves and they do it at like two, three in the morning. Yeah. So yeah, for you overnighters, at some point, two, three in the morning, you're you're like, yay! I went from a ten-hour shift to a nine-hour shift. But wait, if it moves back, doesn't that make it tomorrow? Make it the eleven hour? You're right.
1: You're right. Uh, sorry. No, it's all right. That's my that's my asshole moment. But yeah, so so ultimately, like I said, this is the part of the year where I feel bad for them. I get, they get it back, but that's even worse because I'm sorry. Let's say you work overnight. You work from eleven to seven. Let's say. Two to three is right when you're like, I'm almost halfway there. Mm-hmm. and You're looking at your fucking phone and your brain's not necessarily processing that it's, it's daylight savings necessarily. And then you pick your phone up and you're like, fuck, you know, and for the rest of us, it's it's just the idea of days ending so much fucking earlier. And for a lot of people, yeah, this is the time of the year when there's a shift. For me, there's a shift because, yeah, I think people who enjoy holidays and seasons are like very family oriented and have children or are married. I've not never wanted to go that route. But for that reason, they don't hold much interest for me. And I kind of like wish they would breeze through. So when the initial change happens, which is weather and then daylight savings, it can fuck you up a little bit. It can set you back and make, because then you also realize, oh, okay, this is now the long haul, which is November december january february because it now, only gets colder and shorter and worse
0: it, now for me this just my point of view yeah i view the uh november december part of it as the easier part of it without a doubt yeah because february for, is the devil yeah even though uh yeah shortest month of the year but somehow it's the longest month of the year <laughs> let's be honest yeah in new england it's like you got
1: like fucking barely any sunlight it is freezing and we understand listen we're, we're two old white guys whining all right so just bear with us but um but yeah, seasons hit a little different. And I think they hit different when you get older too. Because even things mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, I might have to shovel 20 inches this year. That's always fun to have to plan for. So it's interesting because today is almost like, it's almost like New England fucks with you. Oh, it's not almost like New England, New England fucks with you. Because like yeah. today, would, you'd be like jogging in a tank top. But you know, within two days, it could be
0: snowing. So two days, it's going to be like 58 degrees. I mean,
1: that's um, a drop, but it's not too, too it's bad. It's a
0: drop for November. It's not terrible. I mean, hey, look, look. Yesterday was what in the high 60s today's in the 70s we're taking it where we can get it yeah
1: it's nice um, it's we nice we
0: what we're doing is we're just acknowledging that we know what's coming very soon and for people like us who have mental health concerns regardless of uh just the time of the year and the seasons like it's going to get we know it's just going to get worse for us yeah, it's during hard. this time it's hard and you, so
1: you you try to mentally prepare yourself and maybe set some things up so that you can have little surprises or good things happening, too. But I think that it's it's the general consensus with New England. I think if you talk to a lot of people from this area, they would say, Oh, New England winter. It's just... It's just yes, New England winter just fucking blows. Yeah. you. I mean, you can honestly legitimately not see the sun for all of February, depending on how it goes. Mm. And so, you know, old, weird, sad guys like me and Bob. I think that when that stuff comes, it's... um no 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 you just kind of buckle up right you just kind of take
0: the winter clothing out and pray for the best now so I when I brought up that the November and December are the months that are easier for me uh I believe it's because of different reasons for you you I mean you you and I when we were coming up here we were talking about the holidays mm-hmm. and the holidays are a mixed bag for a lot of people some people they're not a mixed bag for they're there are great times, some people they're a terrible time for, and then there's people who kind of are in that malaise in the middle mm-hmm. and i there are enough there are enough films that speak to the my nostalgia during this time of year, yeah that get me through it like from an entertainment standpoint okay um I once put out a poll cause everyone talks about Christmas movies mm-hmm. nobody talks about thanksgiving movies. there's some pretty badass thanksgiving movies that's fair. You know, so for example, what movies do I look forward to watching at this time of year? What movies? All right. Do do you, uh, are there any Thanksgiving movies that you can even think of off the top of your head? Oh, it's making me mad because, because, you know, I mean, I'm a movie guy, but, and I know they exist. Uh, Oh my God. Fuck yes. Planes trains and automobiles that's that's usually the first one that people talk to for anybody again doesn't doesn't know what we're talking about that's john candy and steve martin uh it's a john hughes movie road trip yeah um steve martin is a he's a salesman and he's on the road he's trying to complete his work and then get home yeah for thanksgiving and And he he just just runs into a series of unfortunate events and at some point uh hooks up with john candy who's
1: also traveling like a
0: rug salesman He's some kind of like nonsensical salesman and he's really just a quirky guy and it's really just like the odd couple kind of playing off each other and yeah. they, they team up and and, John shenanigans yeah, and, and, sue. and shenanigans ensue uh so that's that's a very good one yeah i would say it's probably i like thanks too i've told you about that that movie. yeah yeah so planes trains and automobiles probably my second favorite thanksgiving movie okay all right you ready for my first favorite yeah i don't think i'm gonna come up with it scent of a woman okay because it takes place. the whole thing is yeah you're right charlie's the character of charlie is watching um i don't think i've ever heard anybody refer to it as a Thanksgiving. because it takes place during the thanksgiving weekend Yeah. yeah uh if no one's ever watched that great that to me that movie uh reinvigorated al pacino's career i think outside of that too um it introduced older
1: chino to a lot of us who in the 90s were obsessively watching scarface you
0: know, there was a it was a big cult thing in the nineties to have that shit on V eighties and nineties to have it on VHS. So And I and I bring that up because after that movie, very shortly after that, I mean he did Carlito's Way, he did oh, yeah, he John Donnie Brasco and yeah. did um Devil's Advocate, Devil's, thank you. I was like, why am I blanking on that? Those are some powerhouse movies that, yeah. that, and really for me that's the movie where uh he shows the most acting range, range. Yeah, in yeah, his yeah. career. Yeah, he doesn't play that. He doesn't play the typical Pacino. What life? Yeah. I'm in the dark here. You understand? Like that's that's awesome. That's such a he plays a blind guy really good. He did. He played a I mean, blind he's guy. Pacino, phenomenal.
1: of course. But
0: but yeah, man. Now you make, now you make me want to go home and yep. look up list of Thanksgiving. Movies so we have some buried gems. Yeah. So we also have. We've named Scent of a Woman. That's my favorite. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You've named. Why am I, because we went on a tangent, so the trauma movie slips my mind. Thanks, Killing. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, What about uh, Dutch? Okay. Dutch with Ed O'Neill, Al Al Bundy, or um, Jay Pritchett from Modern Family, depending on how old you are. Good call. Yeah, so he plays uh, someone who is going to be a stepfather who just, I think that's another John Hughes film, Dutch.
1: It feels and it looks feels like it, but it. I'm
0: not sure. Yeah. So anyway, he he volunteers to pick up who will be his stepson at a boarding school, and yeah, also bring him home, and also the uh, shenanigans. The ensue. shenanigans ensue. It's to me, it's a it's a pretty underrated movie. Yeah. Dutch. No, that's Dutch. Cool, man. not a lot of people talk about Dutch, but it's a, it's an underrated. Movie. So those cover Thanksgiving. Yeah. Christmas. Now I'm a little different for Christmas uh, because because we, we're again we're '80s kids. Yeah. And we're '90s kids, so I would. I look at Christmas Vacation the way that, like, our parents probably looked at It's a Wonderful Life.
1: Or, or, or even,
0: I almost think, yeah, that's a good call, yeah. or Christmas Story. Yeah, and I hate a Christmas Story. You know what's interesting? And though? you know why I hate it, though? Because um, it's played for, like, 48 hours. I understand con- that. Consecutively.
1: I saw it with my family in the theater, and it just, for me, for me it always takes me back. Yeah, it's magical. You want, you want to hear something crazy, though? Yeah. Right now, HBO Max is working on the sequel. Even though there's already two sequels, by the way. Do you know that? There's
0: already two sequels? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, Dan- Daniel Stern? Yeah. Is the dad in one of them. I know that. Yeah, there's like a yeah. summer story and another one. But, um, but no, like with Ralphie
1: as the dad teaching these traits to his new kid. Here's my thing when I read that. First, I was appalled. And then I realized, why the fuck am I appalled over a movie decision? It's not that big of a deal. Mm. And then I was like... You know what, man? My experience with HBO Max so far has been fucking ecstatic. It, mm-hmm. They have not. White Lotus. Fuck and there's so many examples of shows that they drop that are so fucking masterful from beginning to end. Plus, House of Dragon this year. I'm sorry. It took me a lot to come to this conclusion, but
0: House of Dragon first season was better than Game of Thrones first season. So you're talking to the wrong person about Game of Thrones because I stopped watching after uh, The Red Wedding. Yeah. Which he was, what, like, season three? You were pretty turned off. Yeah. N- not that I was turned off. I just didn't have HBO, and I was too lazy to go oh, <laughs> to, like, yeah, to, fair pir- enough. to pirate it or do whatever. Um, so, okay, so we were talking about Christmas. We are talking about Christmas vacation, Christmas story. Uh, Scrooge. I absolutely yeah, loved that's... Scrooge. Bill Murray is... Uh, he's a prick, but uh, he's a good performer. Yeah, he plays a prick very well. That's him
1: just being himself. You know, a lot of stuff has come yep. out this last couple weeks about Murray just being a prick. I
0: knew he was yeah, a but, prick. But the video exists, and it also, it's... It's us looking at it with contemporary eyes. Yeah, the, I'm talking about the Arsenio Hall inter- interview with Gina Davis, where they had the movie coming out, where they were—he was a clown, and they were robbing i uh, ba- I've seen only. I have only seen fragments of the movie. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was funny. It was funny. It was like 1991 or something like that. But anyway, uh, yeah, I've seen those clips, and those clips exist, and even today, before you read what Gina Davis. Her her feelings, even going back thirty years about that, like it kind of looks like innocuous, and I'm getting I'm as a as a white male, but then when you also. When you also read like kind of her take on even that moment, and you rewatch something thirty years ago, you you can see you know, she's very uncomfortable. She's uncomfortable. She's yeah, very yeah. uncomfortable. And Bill Murray, on the contrast, is very comfortable with what he's doing because Doesn't give a fuck because that's just the, that was the nature of the game. You
1: know, they're slowly revealing that that initial Saturday Night lineup was Saturday Night Live lineup was
0: problematic. People, huh? Oh yeah. Well, we we haven't talked on the show, but we talked about the legendary hatred between. Chevy, chevy chase, chase. And bill murray and everyone hated yeah. chase
1: after a while because he was such a cocky
0: fuck yeah and who would have known clark griswold everyone's wholesome dad is was really just the biggest piece of shit walking in that realm of snl yeah yeah he was but we have uh we have tangent we've gone tangent a little bit we do that we, we do that that's fine uh so when i said Scrooge, love Scrooge. i'm gonna see only let me, let, me, let me throw in the middle i'm a
1: big fan of um holiday christmas horror movies oh, i was gonna say silent night deadly night like those yeah. um krampus was fantastic there's a movie called scent which is like a norwegian movie about um this like the way they produce santa is like they it's fucking insane
0: i'm a big fan of tv shows that do their christmas specials. Christmas episodes uh for example my favorite is uh the first one that the family guy did
1: not familiar enough. Where they
0: no. they basically the whole premise is that Peter wants to sit down and watch Kiss Saves Christmas, which I would love if it actually existed. It does not exist. Yeah. But the fact that if you know anything about Kiss, it's believable. Yeah, they have so much it's, fucking merch and yeah. shit. But beyond those, I mean Jingle All the Way, I'm a fan of Jingle All the Way because to me that's the that's what I feel like around Christmas time. Uh, yeah. uh, I have to get the yeah, I have to get the perfect the perfect gift for my you know my family. And, uh, longer uh, um, and then no longer exist. And then Sidbatch there for
1: you know. <laughs> no, it's fun. I mean, and and again, it, when we watch that stuff now, it reminds us of a simpler time when that shit came out. Absolutely, you know? Elf. Absolutely. Elf is a modern classic, bro. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm a
0: big I, honestly. And I was going more. I was staying away from more current. But yeah, that's probably in my top three Christmas movies. You know, then you have the two thousand three hundred and seventy two Hallmark Christmas movies that come I don't out every ca- year. I don't count anything Hallmark.
1: <laughs> that's terrible. And I'm leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So some people may be listening and being like, well, you guys aren't really, you guys really started this off by selling it. Like it's really a bad time of year. And it is though. I don't like it. It is. But for me after Christmas, it just, it's like falling off a cliff. Yeah. January 1st is falling. It's like, there's nothing to look forward to. There's nothing on TV to look forward to. There's not even looking forward to those culturally planned gatherings to bring family together. And then the sun is setting at like 405 as opposed to 4 30 in the afternoon yeah it's a perfect recipe for malaise yep and if you're really un, if we're really unlucky there are those years where literally we like february on top of being the shittiest month we get bombarded with blizzards yeah
1: new england can have some real fucking bangers sometimes man. i mean we're talking 18 19 20 inches um yeah so i don't think you get um too many people who are getting excited it's more like getting yourself ready It's more like being like, all right, I'm going to mentally prepare myself for this. I'm going to fucking sort of meditate on this so that when it swings, my jar is a little bit ready. You know, that's what it comes Mm -hmm. down to. The other thing we haven't talked about, and this is a big factor of it for me, huge actually. One of my big problems with, with from basically Thanksgiving to New Year's Day is there's a frantic, angry pace to the world wherever you go. And around the Christmas season, it seems like every person thinks their rush is... Is more valid than yours. So you get it. You just, for a season that's supposed to bring out love and the best in people, it it doesn't. If you're shopping, if you're doing it, it doesn't, man. I feel like it it does, but it's condensed.
0: Yeah. It's really condensed to like the day before Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Yeah. And like, and even going towards New Year's, but that's it. I remember when we were kids, there was hustle and bustle, but it was like once like December, not even December 1st, like you were a week into December and then it was like, hey, all right. Uh, I I would say as a young adult, I enjoyed Black Friday and then I stopped enjoying Black Friday. And my counter to you is that I enjoy Cyber Monday much more. Yeah. I mean, so I don't have to leave my home. That's the new world. But yeah. And so I I think that, you know, it's...
1: Main reason we're talking about it is because it's and it's funny because it's beautiful. Like I said, today, you'd be tricked into thinking it was like October 3rd, like the tree. There's still leaves on the trees Mm -hmm. and they're still like changing and beautiful and stuff. And it's 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 a warm disarming. That's the other thing too is
0: they'll tr- it'll trick you. You'll be like, "Oh, we're good," and, and then it'll be thirty-two
1: good. degrees tonight or something. So, yep. but we're just a couple old guys bitching. Just- but don't
0: get us wrong; our this is our favorite time of year for like sleeping. Yeah, because it's warm during the day and at nighttime. What can we do? We get to curl up under under multiple like, layers. I'm I'm a I am a person that sleeps better if I can be underneath covers, and I cannot be underneath covers in the summer.
1: No, agreed. Mm-hmm.
0: Sleeping's better. Um, but yeah, I mean, and depending
1: on what schedule you work. Certain people just don't get to see the sun for three months, depending on when you
0: get up and when you have to work or if you work in third or whatever. So for me, my issue is that I worked second shift for so long. So I worked a three to 11 job for so long yeah, that my body gets this like adrenaline rush around like six, seven, eight o'clock at night. The second wind. And then, uh, but before that, there are times where I need coffee because I'm just crashing. Yeah. And I also find it hard to fall asleep and I, I find it hard to wake up. And now I work a nine to five job. Yeah. So that I deal with that, that my sleep suffers. We have less sunlight. We just, it's cold. We're facing blizzards. And, you know, at the same time,
1: all this, this year, all this stuff coincides with, um, the inflation of everything. So if you were spending seventy five bucks a week at the grocery store, you're spending one fifty now. Just it's just how it works. Mm-hmm. And then
0: the Fed, how the Fed is counteracting that is by raising interest raising rates. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's a perfect storm for everybody to get kind of sad. And you welcome know, to our world, assholes. Yeah.
1: We really wanted this episode to bring you down. Exactly. But the no, point I'm just that, kidding. the well the point that we're sharing is that like and I guess one of the reasons that we're talking about it and why we talk about a lot of stuff that might be a little bit personal to us is because we hope you guys are okay like you know if we're just a microcosm of of whoever's listening whoever's existing obviously and um we're just two dudes being like okay like and that's also me and bob being like eh, all right i got you back for the next couple months hit me up whenever if you need to talk that kind of mm-hmm. shit um but also you know with us talking about some of the stuff and us dealing with with mental issues and seasonal affective disorder and stuff it's stuff that we talk about because i imagine there are people who can't be as open about their issues and so for that main reason they're kind of like to an extent suffering alone because they're too embarrassed. Suffering in
0: silence is the yeah,
1: worst yeah and they might be at an age where they just don't feel like they have the support system to talk about it so mm-hmm. i guess when we talk about this shit it's it's sort of us being like listen if you're feeling this way too about this it's a hundred percent normal and it's okay gonna get through it we're gonna be podcasting in fucking march about how life's come back around and everything's beautiful and so
0: springtime a lovely little sing time well you know what's interesting too is we'll be we'll be
1: unless we're blizzarded in me and bobby will be doing episodes so you'll be able to
0: hear us in february and we'll be the first people to say we were wrong or this this winter side well i'll tell you for over the last three years last three winters what's really helped me is antidepressants yeah it takes the edge off of things that i just looked and i was like oh no oh this is going to fucking suck it, you feel less hopeless if, you, there's, yeah. if there's something there yeah it I, it is the depression light <laughs> no but it is and it, and that's enough to keep us from succumbing to it or being overwhelmed by it and i know it some people it kind of some people feel their certain way about this but i will say when i was in my late teens and early 20s and I was doing a lot of drugs in the wintertime. One thing I was not focused on was how much it sucked around me. No, that's well said. For real. I yeah. I
1: think that when it hits you more is once you realize that you're at a point in life where you do have to sit with it. Mm. That there's no way to dodge it or skip it or run over it or get high past it. Like, So I think that's the hardest part is just bracing yourself and saying, okay, this winter, hi, I see you. I respect you. Just please be a little gentle with me. Please just be a little gentle with me. And I think that we as a society have to be at a point where we can be able to say that.
0: I also think uh, we should go back to something we brought up in the car related to this Dolly time Parton's of year. Tits. I wish. <laughs> I wish. You think there was a shirt? Yeah, we she ha- would have I, had to have gotten those. Insured. Yeah, you'd have to. Probably a separate one from her voice. Yeah, and yeah, those... those things I would say probably
1: worth two million bucks each. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I like that. Okay, yeah, right. I like that. Four mil. All
0: right, okay, yeah, an even, an even number. An All even, right. So let me it.
1: dial you back to where you. Thank
0: were. Thank you. All right. So what we were also going to talk about is one thing that we also think about, mm-hmm. either personal experiences or we have seen people do this exact thing. There was something that start, it started with boomers and it continued a little bit, but it really hasn't in totality is that there was really a push for vicariously living through your children to recreate your magical your magical time in your life or just basically forcing it on your children like forcing things onto your children just because it was more about you than it was about your children yeah me and bob are you know it's rare i guess to have two people that
1: don't have kids and I mean, for me, there's no weird, tragic story behind it. I had girlfriends I dated for quite some time that wanted to start families, but I just was pretty honest about not wanting to do it for a couple reasons. One being because of the mental shit that I faced is, is I couldn't imagine sharing that. And outside of that, I'm sorry. You know, I'm not trying to insult any of my friends, but I saw the world for what it was and where it was going and money and just I don't think that bringing a child into the world right now is very responsible. I would agree with that. No, listen, that's going to get some hay and I'll own it. But I understand why people do it. And if this is when the time in your life, you waited your whole life, and now you're old enough to have a family. And I understand. But I just feel like basically it's it's strange to introduce people on a floating piece of ice if you don't know the ice is going to stay floating.
0: Yeah, but I mean, for me, what I would uh, kind of bring it back to just me bringing up that main point specifically just the the damage that can get done to a child when it's just these things are forced upon you all right yeah it's like oh look at these great memories i'm creating with my child look at these memories that you've recreated using your child yeah it's it's no i want to make something very clear there is a difference between like taking your child to like a place that you went to as a child and letting them organically have their own experience while you are reminded of your experience that's different than what i'm saying I'm saying the concoct, literal recreation of a memory that you have that you are in trying to imprint on your child.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, it's a really unique observation, man. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, I guess looking back, all of us, whatever your Christmas ritual was, the first ones you had as a child were the Christmas rituals of your parents, mm. you know? And it's an interesting point is like, um, excuse me, guys, are you enjoying this? you know the idea is that yeah. but i think that what you're saying is it is touches on a small part of the fact that a lot of people have children to fill a gap yeah yeah it's like like in other words for me i knew better than be like oh well i'll get kids and i'll recreate christmas and it'll be like my childhood christmas yeah. no i yeah. i mean for me it
0: was like you know that that's over that happened it was yeah. cool but it's over it was a moment in time and that moment in time is yeah do you know so because rem remy knows me well enough to know that i just relate things back to pop culture mu- movie or music references yeah one of my favorite scenes in anything is probably the last scene before the montage in the final episode of six feet under yeah we've talked about that a few times where uh claire claire mm-hmm. is claire is taking the photo of everybody and is it daniel or david i mean it's uh who's the older brother thought it was daniel okay so he's so he's dead spoiler alert everyone for the show that ended almost 20 years ago <laughs> um he's dead but he you know he's manifested as her like inner monologue yeah and he's over her shoulder as she's snapping this the picture and he says to her you can't take this with you it's already gone like that that's how i look at stuff like that like you moment in times are moment in times the, and they exist out they exist outside of time in our memories but that's it and see that leads to another interesting thing. Thank you. I am um, okay.
1: So, you have let's say ten years. Your first ten years are remarkable, and your Christmases are remarkable. And then what? Your parents' divorce, or something happens, or you lose a family member. Blah blah blah, and stuff. Lessons and lessons and lessons and lessons. I think that, I think what you said is important is to be like, because what can happen too is because those initial 10 years were so fucking blissful mm-hmm. that all Christmases now have to live up to that standard or is or every single one is incredibly triggering because yeah. it can't mm-hmm. you know and i think that right now because i mean look listen man when we're talking about christmas what are we talking about we're not talking about the basis of the holiday that doesn't exist anymore
0: we're talking about people buying each other fucking gifts and and for me personally cuz that's something i i started to associate less with it as i got older yeah. it was genuinely about these are these structured times when members of your family will set aside that time so everyone collectively gets together yeah uh, in ways that just do not happen through, throughout the year and yeah when you lose somebody like someone dies like that what that does to that schema that just the holidays, shatters it yeah it, and like i i remember my first one after my father passed away yeah uh, I remember like going to these events with my wife and then driving back in the car. And even she would say like, well, how did that feel to you? And I'd be like, I mean, it felt different. It was off. Yeah. It's, like part of it was off because yeah, because somebody who was a significant isn't there. person is not there in physical form anymore. And well, for that reason alone too, like I'm saying is that holidays can be
1: really, really triggering mm-hmm. because Of those things, because like when you most likely to notice somebody missing when everyone's together and there's just a hole at the table, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a terrible fucking feeling. So, you know, and and that's the other the the other reason we're talking about this is because it's okay
0: if you're one of those fucking people, if this season fucks you up, Mm -hmm. just work with that. It took, it has taken me almost the majority of my adult life. I'm going back to something you you said too, because I I, I would say my life up until I was about 11 years old was phenomenal. Mm. I have nothing but. Yeah. I was speaking from experience. Yeah. And the good, the good outweighs the bad by so much that the bad is irrelevant Mm -hmm. to me. And then like 12 Twelve until I was in my early twenties, it was really just that's when like the depression started to kick in. Yeah, for me, from a, I'm talking from a chemical level in my brain.
1: No, you mean literally?
0: Yeah, yeah. Li- literally chemical level in my brain, and I just on top of that dealing with the pressures of just growing up, life, and having boomer parents being like, "Oh, you need to go to like call all, oh, those. God, and all that. and it's like all the the war that was going on inside of me while trying to deal with the stress of that, and then at point because at points what I would do is I would think back to, oh, I just wish I could get back to that time. And it took me a, m- a majority of my adult life to get back to that six feet under reference. Yeah. Where it's like, you have to realize it's gone. No, and, I mean, that's it. And if you have to mourn that, that's okay. It's okay to mourn that loss. But you can't keep looking for it but to you, stand up. But you can't keep either just anticipating magical thinking like it's going to come back. If you do, if you do live your life this certain way, or you just can't recreate that yeah it's try to recreate something else that's going to give you something similar to the way the feelings that you're looking to get back to yeah and you know it's
1: no different than coming to terms and peace with someone's death it's death of a holiday and what it meant to you and that's okay um you know and on the other extreme because i don't want to forget to mention this because this is a big part of the world today Bob's in a little bit of a... Bob's a more mature spender than I am. He's in a little bit of a better place than I am because he works really fucking hard. And so I think another thing that people do not think about at all, especially if they're not suffering, is how shitty poor people feel around
0: Christmas because they can't do the things for other people. Well, let's be honest, it's another reminder of what you are wanting
1: yeah and and it's mm. not even because like you can survive with it for 11 months of the year because you're wanting things for yourself generally but christmas makes it hard because first of all you know you it's c- supposed to be the season of selflessness but i mean it's not yeah. it, it, it's it's a fucking contest to get the best shit but regardless even if you don't subscribe to that not being able to even like get your mom a fucking cupcake or something that shit really really weighs on people mm. like for anyone thinks like lazy people or poor people are like happy and they're not trying to better shit, I don't necessarily subscribe to that, you know. But for people who don't have to worry about the you know three, four, five, six hundred bucks they might spend, for the people who don't have it, they fucking and it's not that they're mad that they don't have something for themselves; they're embarrassed. It's an added level of distress. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and shame definitely. Yep. So you so know, so when you're depressed, it just
0: is compounds bad.
1: Yeah. yeah. and that's why uh, you know that's kind of what I think this episode's about is hey, if you're any of those people, it's okay. We are too. Like I've been struggling financially this year, like you wouldn't believe. So, I so I get it. I do. And and you know, to you, to your credit, Bob, you didn't try to recreate any of your shit with your wife. Or
0: you're you're making new
1: rituals for you guys. Yeah. You're yeah.
0: rebirthing what that means to you. I think that's admirable. Yeah. One thing we love to do that, uh, it just wasn't something that was a part of my life. Beating homeless people. It, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Are we making a bumfights reference? Right? So, uh, I had to add a little levity. Right. <laughs> no, one thing we do is that we travel so that we have memories yeah. of good times. And then what I do is I'll buy a, a little trinket that goes on a charm bracelet, like a charm. And that's our, that's our like physical manifested memory like yeah, token of i'll hit bob up sometimes trip. i'll be like what's up man he's like
1: yeah I'm right now i'm an interactive fucking van gogh fucking painting right now i can't talk yeah. next week i hit him up me and the lady are kayaking oh, the
0: white mountains we're, we're in Bo- we're in boston at the interactive uh king tut exhibit yeah it's like bob i'd date you i'm straight as an
1: arrow buddy but you know how to befo- like pr- you you know how to keep both of you entertained and you're redefining what joy means for you guys
0: yes and yeah, that's that's, that's it, um man that's ultimately uh, i would say a part of my personal self care because i think as i've gotten older too i mean some people would call it bouginess i i, I mean if it is it is that's fine but it's self care yeah it's it's a part of that self care uh for my it's that chicken soup for my soul
1: no oh, it is yep. I mean,
0: and and people need that so i mean that's the other thing
1: we'll shoot out like figure out what little things you guys have in the next couple months you know do you like to fucking draw do you like to play video games do you like to fucking Distract yourself enough that you're not sleepwalking through your shit, but also so that you're not necessarily overwhelmed by it. Yep. Cause you know, there's gonna be a lot. Every song's gonna be Mariah Carey, every store's gonna have just big old fucking displays. Yeah, it's exhausting. So You, you know, know what my f- favorite
0: Mariah Carey moment was? When she got naked on TRL and tried to give kids ice cream? No, no, no. It's the one that happened four years ago on New Year's Eve. Tell me about it. Oh, where she was doing the the quote unquote live performance, but oh, uh, and then she stopped but, but the track. Yeah, because the track kept messing up, and then she just started talking to the crowd, and yeah. then out of nowhere, her eight octave range kicked in. Yeah, and it's just yeah, to me that was magical. I think
1: I'm going to argue that I I have a better answer though. Did you have you ever seen her fucking TRL breakdown? Yes, bro that, goes into TRL like I watched this live. Shows up at TRL, she wasn't invited. Carson Daly's like, but like,
0: hey. Yeah, and she's like Hi. I'm supposed to be the oldest person
1: here. <laughs> and she's got like an ice cream cart and like the kind you push on a street in New York. I'm convinced she gave some guy fifteen grand for his ice cream cart and just took it upstairs and she starts handing out ice cream and Carson Daly's like, what the fuck? And then she takes off her shirt and she's got like a bra and a little like glitter it, it was fucked, bro. It was
0: like that flesh-colored sequin kind of outfit type of thing. And she
1: yeah. um, you know, it was it I'm not making fun. Actually, I
0: shouldn't say that. because that was like her version of Britney's breakdown. I was going to say, I'm going to save this. Our whole point is so that we don't get to that point.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. But you're right though.
0: Yeah. She wasn't Probably yeah. taken care of. We're fucking... hoping we're hoping the holiday season doesn't cause cause that far Don't go, don't go, never go full Mariah. <laughs> don't go full Mariah. There's no coming back from There's that. No. But anyway, guys. Um. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, Bob? I think by the time this episode airs, it's going to be February. We're going to be in the thralls. Of, oh yeah. By the time it airs, it's it's going to be in the thralls of the winter, and. I mean, between the socials that we have, we'll be able to real-time update people on how we're doing. Well, here's the thing. This is how we sound. (laughs) This is what's funny, right? This is how we
1: sound right now talking about it. Let me give you an example of how it would sound if we were really doing this podcast in the middle of February right now. Okay, hold on. Hey, what's up, Bob? What's going on?
0: Oh, hey, Rem. Sorry, Rem. I'd put on my plastic face. I'd I'd still have that. Yeah. You're still laughing. That's cute. Well, yeah. It's not real, but I'm still laughing. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I wish I could. (laughs) Anyway, that's a glimpse of how dark it gets. It becomes the winter for the soul. There is no safety, no refuge. But if you have a good
0: support structure, you can snuggle. And That that gets made into a promo. Yes. And (laughs) I think that's a good point to jump off of this episode, too. Because what we're going to do is we're going to enjoy the rest of this day that it's going to have the sunset at 530, unlike tomorrow. That's a really good point. So, hey, guys, keep your heads up. If any of you are struggling, reach
1: out. If any of you want to be on the show and you're interesting, reach out. Um, Make sure you're not
0: alone. And um, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Rem, as always. And for everyone else, until the next time, take care. Keep your head up. on the next episode of the Zenial Odyssey podcast Remy and Bobby Ross discuss when you hear people talk about punk, the first thing they will probably say is punk music. And f- what I want to, the difference I want to draw here is that punk is beyond music. Punk is art. Punk is life. Punk, is, a, punk w- is and was a movement. And in my opinion, what we're doing right now is the contemporary form of punk. Everything about this right now is the equivalent of having a garage show and inviting your neighbors an hour before you do it. We have complete artistic freedom. We have complete freedom of the equipment. We don't answer to anybody but ourselves. Yeah. But I was fairly exposed to the Sex Pistols kind of young. One thing that came out of punk movement and punk ethos from the mainstream was the Anarchy angle. Punk isn't necessarily
1: music. It isn't necessarily this. It isn't necessarily that. Because, like, there was an instant, If anybody knows anything about Elvis
0: Costello, you wouldn't look at him and think punk. Do you know who I think is the first punk band? He's very punk. Find the XOP on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, our Facebook page, or YouTube. Mm.